Hi everyone, this is your host, Kate Connick. Welcome to Connect with Kate, a place to learn, build, and grow together as a community. This is a holistic, all-encompassing show on self-help, self-love, and how to better your being to become the happiest version of you. Together, let's unite, discover, inspire, and most importantly, connect. Welcome, Monica. For those of you tuning in, Monica Rieger is the leader of funding for PCOS Awareness Association, otherwise known as PCOS AA. September is PCOS Awareness Month, so I'm excited to finish off with the podcast. After having been part of their virtual event as a speaker and hosting a live Instagram with their founder, Megan Pearson. Welcome, Monica, to Connect with Kate. Well, thank you so much, Kate, for having me. Um, We are so excited to partner with you at PCOS Awareness Association. Um, Our goal is to be a place of resources and education and tools for everyone that is um, affected or engaging with the PCOS um, community. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. I love how we connected on Instagram. I think it's a really cool place to meet people. And I had such a great time last night as well with Megan Pearson with our Instagram live. And I learned so much from her about acupuncture, which is something I actually didn't know anything about as well. So I'm excited to learn more about your story, kind of what's worked for you, what you recommend for other people. So I kind of just want to start with your personal background as well. Where did you grow up? Um, so yeah, I was um, I was born in Illinois. Uh, my I'm a Navy brat, so my father was uh, stationed in Illinois, um, Scott Air Force Base, and then we traveled for probably the first six, maybe seven years of my life. But I always say that I landed in Virginia, and that's where I was raised. So Virginia Beach, Virginia, went to school, graduated from high school there. Um, lots of family and friends. Um, and just was uh, surrounded by uh, just a cultural, multicultural people um, because it's just, you know, it's a huge naval um, community there, Navy culture. So you get uh, just a splash of everyone in the community. Um, I grew up playing sports and I grew up um, just kind of like you know, being the smart nerd with um, playing basketball and volleyball, those kind of things. Okay, amazing. And did you like growing up there? Um, I love my home. I'm a home is full of history. Um, it has a huge historic um, influence in our our U.S. history, um, and then it has um, its southern charm. Um, of course, it's a southern state, but then it has its um, it's open minded to progress and thinking forward. And so I'm grateful for. Um, being able to be exposed to um, those different facets of the area. So, yeah, I truly was in love and I'm still in love with my home. Amazing. I love to hear that. And how old were you when you discovered you had PCOS and what were some of the symptoms you were dealing with before you were diagnosed? Um, So that's a great question. Um, I think the first thing is my... I probably had major symptoms with the extreme cramping um, with my period, the extreme fatigue with my period, um, 
when I was younger in school, but because of um, my parents just didn't even know that PCOS existed. Um, right. They There was no diagnosis. There was no need to um, go to the doctor and ask about it. And even with the darkening around my neck, it was like my mom's from Louisiana. So they were like, you're not washing well, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so, um, but it was um, in 2005, um, I got my first corporate American job. And of course, you know, you get your benefits and all those things. And I, you know, went to a doctor and by recommendation just to get a wellness check. And Mm -hmm. I started to notice that I had like the growing of the hair under my chin and um, the the adult acne, if you will. Mm -hmm. And at the time in 2005, I did not, for some reason, it didn't register with me that I was being treated for PCOS. And I don't remember the doctor ever telling me that I had polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, but they put me on metformin and then obviously put me on birth control to um, regulate my period because um, I was bleeding at maybe two weeks at a time. And um, and then my period only came on when I was active, like doing some form of exercise. So it was pretty. So was that two periods during? Yeah, uh, it was during. Okay. It was pretty interesting. So mm-hmm. um, I, I of course I took the you know the regimen that I was provided at the time, and in about two years, it seemed that my my symptoms had reduced. I lost like forty pounds, and my periods were regular. And, you know, I was looking better, feeling better, and it was great. Um, And then um, my mother became ill in 2011, and me working for a financial institution um, at the time of the recession, 2008, my symptoms flared. And uh, so with all that stress, um, I think we know that our body tends to be very sensitive to that level of stress. So I moved to Louisiana, and then I started working for another job, so... Uh, just to be closer to my mother and she was placed in hospice and those, those things and doing another wellness check, like, Hey, I, you know, I'm a little off, you know, I'm not having my regular period and, you know, can we get back on this regimen that I know that works? And then the doctor says, well, um, have you ever been tested for polycystic ovarian syndrome? Now this is in 2014. Now, Mm -hmm. mind you, (laughs) I was being treated in 2005. I just don't remember the lady ever telling me that. But so anyway, when she told me that um, this new doctor told me that I had, if I've ever been treated for polycystic ovarian syndrome, I was like, are you telling me you have, the first thing in my mouth, I said, are you telling me that I have cancer? Oh, yeah. (laughs) And she's like, no, but here's what it is. And um, then did she, you know, she scheduled an ultrasound and obviously I had, you know, the, the cysts and the, um, the, you know, the sac filled ovaries, um, that were not maturing. Um, so she obviously officially, and I say that in quotations with, um, PCOS. So I'm doing all this research, research, trying to figure out, you know, how did I get it? Where did I get it from? And, um, coming across, you know, very limited resources. And yeah, so since then, I've been on this, um, um, been an advocate, obviously, for PCOS, because so many women have it. And it comes in various forms. And it, it, you know, it affects so many, you know, women and or those who are struggling with hormone imbalance. And we just, you know, it's hard to diagnose altogether. Um, so it's been a challenge. 
I mean, I can relate to everything you just said with um, certain symptoms and then just how you discovered your PCOS because obviously these symptoms come out and it's really scary. And I personally didn't even know what it was either. Um, So I was 17 years old. I'm 23 now. So it's obviously a little bit more common um, when I heard about it, but it's still, I had no idea. My parents didn't know. And um, I'm just really fascinated as well by your symptoms. So the darkness you said around the neck, is that common for women? I haven't heard of that one. Um, Your skin tends to darken um, greatly in the creases of your, um, it's like, for instance, if you're overweight, you have like the good muffin top and things like that. Um, it tends to darken a little bit around your neck. It tends, especially around your, the back of your neck at the baseline where your shoulders and your neck connect. Um, and that's a sign that you may or may not be, um, insulin resistant. So that's common. And then one of the other common things is the crazy hairiness, Um, hairiness on your back, on your chest, um, under your chin, your stomach, especially in your lower abdomen area. If you have excessive um, hairiness, that is a good sign that you have maybe increased um, testosterone or um, adrenal uh, androgens, which could be um, a, um, an indicator or a symptom that you may have PCOS. Okay, interesting. And what are some of the other main symptoms and ones that I guess aren't so common? Sure. Um, so the com- I guess the most common is the irregular periods. Um, you know, either it's either you have your period for or the average period is anywhere from three to five days. Um, up as an upward to seven, but anything over that is considered excessive. So I was having my, I was bleeding. I'm not even going to say I was having a period, but I was bleeding anywhere from 10 to 21 days wow. at a time. Um, so if you're in that range, that's an issue. If you also are um, craving for sugar, which is a, is a sign that um, either your your body's not responding well to, um, well, first of all, you have a poor diet and you're eating a lot of sugar, you're going to put your body into this, um, a really um, aggressive state to produce a lot of insulin. Um, so that's an issue. And then if you are, um, weight gain, like around mm-hmm. your, your uh, midsection, if you're gaining weight around your midsection quickly, that is an also a sign that um, something's off and most likely it is, um, you know, one of those things that are, is considered PCOS. So a lot of it is infertility, bleeding. Um, if you're in your menstrual period and you're having extreme cramping, then that is also another sign of or another symptom that people, you know, again, for my mother, she's kind of from the traditional old school. So she was just like, oh, you know, you'll get over it. <laughs> uh, and uh, take some Tylenol, you'll be fine. But um, even at, at, at moments like that, when I was taking a leave or two leaves, I, it, there was just nothing for the pain. It was so um, excruciating. Yeah, I can relate to that too. And I, I think it can be really hard on parents because you don't really know what's normal for your child because, you know, when we get our periods, we are so young, you know, we're still, some of us are still 
children and it can be scary. And I think for us going through it as well, we don't know what's normal and what's not because we hear horror stories about periods and just puberty in general. And I felt like for me, you know, I was telling Megan last night, like everything was on steroids for me, you know, like I kind of was looking around at other kids and I felt like my acne was just so much worse and my periods were so much worse, but you don't, I mean, there's only so much you talk about. You don't really know how much worse yours is than theirs because it is such a personal thing and it's not talked about as much because um, there are stigmas around these things. So I think it's it's just great that you're even starting a dialogue and sharing these bigger symptoms and, and smaller symptoms because we as women, we go through so much already. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think it's really, really critical that we have the conversation about um, every aspect of of the disorder, um, even from the extreme amount of um, how you process stress, right? Um, oftentimes, you can go one moment from being really, really anxious to really like, I really don't want to be bothered. And one of the things that I find that is important for me is to be self-aware. Um, when I feel like I'm in this, in this slope, um, I'm like, okay, something's off. What am I stressed about? Um, do I need to, you know, take some supplement that helps with my mood or am I, or should I, um, you know, exercise more or there, there has to be some self-awareness. And I think for, um, those who are suffering like us with PCOS awareness, um, PCOS self-awareness is critical. We have to be vigilant and just being able to give some form of measure to our state on a daily basis. Okay, so I want to speak about mental health. What are some resources that PCOS AA provides and what do you have advice-wise personally? Uh, so that's a great question, Kate. So PCOS AA, we have partnered with um, Crisis Text Line, uh, which is a uh, organization that you can reach out to them via text um, and anonymously if you like. And they will literally take the time to um, navig- help you navigate through your moments of challenges and um, uncertainty. Um, so it's a great organization. Also, we have um, other resources like for such as um, um, PCOS Team, which is a community of, of people who have PCOS that you can share um, your your journey, your challenges, your story, your testimony, your ups and downs with, and you will find encouragement there. Um, My thought on uh, mental health is it is so important to be self-aware and to uh, be open and to be honest that you're not having a good day or you're not having a good week or you're not even sure if you're processing a situation well. Um, I think it's really important that we um, are um, we take away the stigmatization that mental health is a bad thing and really talk about the um, critical uh, need to ensure that our brains uh, and our mind uh, collectively is um, processing information and processing our experiences properly. Because um, if we're in a state where we're at this um, duress, then we are... Um, really in a place that we could potentially um, miss out on on great experiences and great opportunities and people that we meet. So I think mental health is really, really important. And I think it's one of the key areas that we have to navigate through 
um, to um, to be healthy, especially dealing with um, the sensitivity that we have with as us having PCOS. Okay, so um, in response to that, would you say that depression and anxiety are number one for a lot of the people and members who come to PCOS AA? And um, what would you say they they struggle with the most? And is this um, pretty common when you when you meet these people? Oftentimes, I think we find, um, so I would say yes, I think um, often those who have been diagnosed with PCOS um, and are looking for information, and there obviously there's misinformation, right? There's not enough adequate information, um, and it's very scarce. So when they finally find a resource such as us, as PCOS Awareness Association, um, they come to us in the, in the state where they're at their wit's end. So it's like they're not only dealing with the frustration of trying to figure out how do I manage my specific symptoms, because we know that PCOS is um, comes in a, a, a wide range of different um, symptoms. and Or you may not have a, one symptom, but someone else may have it. So you're trying to find a, 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 a regimen that is custom to you. And I find that most people are at their wits end and oftentimes they're just looking for um, someone to say hey there are resources here and they're accurate Um, and that if it doesn't work we're still going to support them um, in this process so the body remembers right the body there's a book um, that says that um, it's called the body remembers and or the body takes or keeps score and so I believe the body under, like in our day today, in our experience, it, it remembers, it keeps score. And then um, it, um, it's sensitive to all the experiences that we have, good or bad, you know? Um, and it is for up to us to just be diligent of making sure that we're self-aware and being honest in our awareness. Where do you recommend people to go aside from mental health um, for your physical well-being? Is there a certain nutritionist you recommend? I know you're very holistic with um, what you all recommend. So what are some resources in that sense? Um, so we um, we don't favor in one particular product or perspective. We do offer everyone um, hopefully something to consider. So um, obviously we have um, connections with those um, such as um, and so health and um, who is at PCOS.com, um, um, who really um, focuses on the holistic side of PCOS and really building a regimen that is natural. Um, then, of course, we obviously recommend you seeing your primary care doctor. I mean, I think it's critical to have a relationship with your primary care doctor, with your special uh, specialty doctor. Um, you know, your OBGYN, the, the community of medical professionals that you have and the better um, relationship that you have, and hopefully the better relationship they have with among themselves, right? Um, well, um, you have a greater success of building a regimen. Um, also, we as, at PCOS, we offer just like a plethora, we want to be able to offer a plethora of resources either medically speaking, if it's metformin, if it's a prescription drug to a holistic option or to um, a smoothie or to, um, you know, a journal, whatever that may be, 
uh, we want to be able to say, here's options, now you choose. Because again, the um, really you're building a regimen, you're building a, a system that is custom to your version, if you will, of PCOS. I love that. And that's um, one of the things I spoke with you about um, at first when we spoke. And I think it's it's amazing that you, I guess, make it up to the woman who's dealing with this and provide so many different options. So what do you find most women ask you about when they when they come to your team? Um, so it's an array of things. Um, oftentimes, um, the question is going to be is, um, it depends on their diagnosis. Um, I think we get a lot of questions concerning, you know, is metformin safe? Um, do you take um, cortisol or, you know, some new supplement that's out there? Um, also, you know, is there really, are we really one in five? Is it really one in five? Because the statistics years ago was one in 10, um, but now it's one in five. Um, we get questions as how do I explain PCOS to my significant other? Um, that's always been a challenge. And um, just recently, we've been able to um, partner with um, someone like Josh Prey, who created a phenomenal short video of what a woman goes through on the day to day. And then also we um, published a um, short video for men or just geared to men. Uh, for them to kind of get hopefully some understanding of what women will deal with on a regular basis. And so it's not that we're losing our mind, of course, we're just being, we're just absolutely sensitive. And um, sometimes our PCOS is definitely heightened. Some days, you know, we have it in check. And so um, I, those are a lot of the questions. Some, um, some questions are, um, how do you deal with the anxiety? Um, how do you or how does anyone um, deal with, um, you know, explaining it to their parents or explaining it to their friends or what if I never have children? So we do get a lot of those questions. So the blessing is as people um, send us questions in our on our Facebook page or through our Instagram, we actually post those questions um, in our social media platform and we let the community share their testimony or their tips or their ideas. Um, we are definitely not a uh, organization that are medical professionals. We do have a medical professional advisory board that keeps us honest and keeps us um, in touch with what the new medical discoveries are to ensure that we're providing the right information. But um, the best resources, again, because PCOS is so different um, and vastly different from one person to another, um, we allow the community to share what their experiences have been. Some people say, well, I can't stomach metformin, but some people say it has worked fantastic for me. So, um, and then again, giving someone the option to choose. Okay, so you've hosted several community forums. Can you tell me about Step Into Balance and other ones you've created? Sure, um, so Step Into Balance is my platform. Um, I am a five-time national pageant queen. And of course, pageantry, um, one of the focus in our and our reign is to have a community service initiative. Um, and because I have PCOS and I know that the real, like if we have to get to the truth of the matter, the only thing that we want, if, if you and I have PCOS, we just want to be balanced. You don't want to go high one day, low the next, high one minute, low the next. We just want to be in balance. 
And so that was my platform initiative is to step into balance. So I host um, forums that again, have um, give voice to those who are still searching for answers to have a customized, um, you know, to develop their own life and to find the regimen that works for them, what um, they have. And um, so step into balance is literally just that we want to be balanced. So it talk, um, the focus is always either health, um, your emotional well-being, your mindfulness, um, do you need to shop more? I don't know. Do you need to take more walks? Whatever your therapy is, right. um, that's important. And so for um, for myself, I think um, as I was pursuing um, more opportunities to share and to create platforms for women, I actually discovered PCOSAA. Um, and, um, you know, the founder was very impressed with um, the things I was already doing. And she's like, can you come aboard and be a part of the team? And I was like, absolutely. So we've been um, just, you know, doing what we believe um, that is important to the community. And I think the blessing is that we have longevity and that every everything that is presented to the community is accurate and the truth. And, um, and again, we're not forcing a specific side. We're just offering resources that are available um, if you didn't know. And can you tell me about um, the recent events that have been taking place on Zoom? Because obviously we haven't been able to all meet up in, in person because of the pandemic. Oh, absolutely. Oh man, so today is September 30th. We have survived PCOS Awareness Month. <laughs> yes, congratulations. <laughs> right? um, we had a total of eight um, virtual events, which is huge. Um, and that doesn't include necessarily um, our 5K walk, which is ending today. Um, but our the event, again, was an opportunity to do a couple of things. One, to hopefully to engage with our community of um, we, we do it every year, right? So PCOS Awareness Month has been around for, I think, the last eight years. And um, we are usually meeting together and gathering and, you know, again, um, supporting one another, being a shoulder to lean on in tears, talking about the challenges, celebrating the praise reports, um, all of those things. And so we basically came up of a, a, a way to connect. Um, virtually. And so we had our PCOS uh, chill quarantine edition, which is basically we, we actually, um, which was very fun uh, to say the least, but uh, we thank you for Insulite um, um, Health for um, being our moderator. But basically we played games um, that night and we sipped wine and we had conversation, but the conversation was centered around PCOS and some of the misinformation that we um, we've all read, and then also some of the um, natural opportunities that are available and resources that are available out there that you may want to consider. Um, we also had our virtual paint and sip, which was really cool. Uh, we had about 20 participants in that event, um, and it, it literally is your traditional paint and sip. It was just online, and um, we were very, very excited. We had a, one of our um, in-kind sponsors. Uh, invited Chick to be a part of that event. And, um, you know, the ladies had a fantastic time. Um, and then we had our Let's Cook with our dietitian. 
that gave us an opportunity to figure out what we needed to eat and how to eat with PCOS because unfortunately we just can't have everything, right? Um, so that was right. very, very exciting. Um, and then we had um, a few other events. And of course we ended last week with our virtual mini PCOS con. And that I think was a really a huge success because we gave up um, a different um, opportunity for everyone to share their story in a platform, but we were able to hear from medical professionals and even their challenges of giving diagnosis. You know, um, so it was really great to hear from um, a range of not only just someone like me, myself and yourself, who did a fantastic job in the Tilt Talk, um, but also from the medical side so that hopefully those who are listening to um, the virtual um, event will hear us say, hey, you know, maybe I need to start considering something else. So we're really excited about it. Okay, so I, my last question is, I want to know what has personally worked best for you when treating your PCOS and then also your favorite type of self-care. That's something I like to ask all my guests as well, because that's what I'm per personally interested in, because the, the answers typically vary, and I think, um, I think it's a good one. So those two questions. Sure. Um, my personal treatment is going to be, so right now, um, my doctor redefined my treatment. So I'm on metformin. And I'm also on, uh, I think it's spinocolate. I can't remember the name. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> um, and let's see. And so I am on that and I'm actually seeing better results. Um, so in, I moved from Louisiana to New Jersey and that was pretty stressful for me. So I didn't really manage my PCOS well. Then I injured my back, so of course I wasn't exercising, but now that I'm better and I'm home, um, I'm actually exercising and um, doing more walking. And um, what I'm also discovering is that um, the, the better food choices that I make um, has helped tremendously. And um, also cutting out soda. I love soda. I really don't care about the really the, the syrup part of it, but I just love the fizz. So I mm -hmm. came across this really cool drink, which I'm sure has been around for a thousand years. Um, it's polar seltzer. Okay. And um, I think they're better than La Croix. That's just my opinion, guys. That's not a fact. <laughs> but I think they have the same kick um, as a, a regular soda. And so um, I've been taking that or drinking that instead of, you know, my normal sodas with my meals. And um, I realized that my body's responding much better. And actually, and this is a little secret, my waist, my waist beads are actually dropping. So they're getting a little lower, which is very, very exciting. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think the regimen is working. Um, but I think one of the things I do for myself for self-care is two things. One, I get a massage. I think my body needs it, uh, you know, constantly at a computer, constantly having interviews and, and having conversations. But if for that 40 minutes of a massage, um, there's in a silent room. I don't have to um, have, you know, think about what I'm doing for the next moment. And I believe that whole moment for me is great. And the other thing is I have a cool hobby called diamond painting. And so diamond painting for me is um, a short moment. It's not even a moment, but this huge canvas or whatever it is. And I get to um, spend a couple of hours trying to create a little ma masterpiece. And uh, so I, those are my two favorite self 
um, loving self-care um, items, a good massage or a moment where you just don't have to listen to noise or nothing, just sitting still. But um, and then I love to diamond paint. So I'll let the TV, you know, watch me and I and I take my little girls and and hopefully create a, a great masterpiece. I love that so much. I can definitely relate to the massages. I miss them during this pandemic. Um, and I think they're so important because we're sitting just all the time. And then I love um, the creative aspect. So those are both really good ones. And yeah, I haven't heard the second one before. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. It's huge. It's a huge, huge um, pastime. I think more more people have discovered it, even to myself. I was, um, when we went into lockdown, I was like, man, I need to find, I'm used to traveling like all the time. I, I think mm -hmm. last year I traveled about 40 weeks out the year. And um, so I was like, man, I'm not traveling. So I have all this extra time. And <laughs> so I was looking for like something creative to do. So I was like, man, you know what? I can just paint by numbers, right? And so I researched paint by numbers and diamond painting came up. And I was like, what is this? And so I discovered Diamond Art Club and um Oh my goodness, I think I'm addicted. So I love, I love diamond painting. It's very soothing and it doesn't require me to do a lot other than just enjoy, you know, the few hours that I spend on it um, and create a masterpiece. So, yeah. That's so important. I love the the time you spend with yourself. I think that's that can be the best time and it, it allows for us to be our better selves when we're with other people. So thank you for sharing that. And I'm so excited for future events to come. You guys are all killing it. Your team is just amazing. Um, I'm so grateful to have spoken with you, Damika, Megan. So I want to thank you for being on here today. And um, hopefully I'll have you back again soon. Oh, absolutely, Kate. So you can't get rid of us. I just want to let the world know. <laughs> so she's, <laughs> she's going to be hanging out with PCOS. We're an association, hopefully for ever, 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 but we absolutely. Really thank you. <laughs> we absolutely thank you for allowing us to, um, you know, share on your platform and getting your willingness to share your story with our um, followers. I mean, people are still giving us messages of like, wow, I didn't know she had, you know, PCOS or I didn't know she had her, um, her story. So it's encouraging. And so we thank you so much for sharing your story and giving hope um, that, you know, everybody, this is PCOS is not um a person that has any any uh specific person in mind they it, it attacks everyone um and every walk of life and so um i think it's really important that we just give a space for everyone to share their testimony so thank you for sharing yours mm -hmm.